0: D20 Radio, your gamers role 20 radiocom
1: Welcome to me and Steve Talk RPG, the podcast where me and my friend Steve try and help you get the most out of your role-playing game experience. Hey folks, what's up? Welcome back to me and Steve Talk RPGs. I'm Steve, and over there is Steve. Hello. How are you tonight, Steve?
0: Oh, I'm doing all right. (laughs) Doing all right.
1: Yep, that we are, that we are. Glad to hear you're doing all right. Uh, Feeling a little better than the weekend, I suppose.
0: Yeah, uh, much better than the weekend. But before we get into the weekend, let's talk about the Court Games series of
1: podcasts. Yes, uh, that's, that's another family of podcasts here on the D20 Radio Network. Uh, Court Games, Crimson Gold, Agonies, and I'm drawing a blank on the third one this week.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Fortune and Strife. There we go. That's it. Um, they're all three uh, centered around the Legend of the Five Rings properties mostly the rpg but they do i believe on the actual court game show sometimes talk occasionally about either like uh, the card game or some of the fiction lore and, and, and that kind of stuff but uh all three of them uh, they kind of you know share some people and blah 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 uh, crimson gold agonies and and strife are both actual plays one is more audio drama than the other mm-hmm. um but yeah uh very good stuff. Uh, if you're into L5R.
0: Very cool stuff happening over there. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
0: as we sort of alluded to at the top of the episode, as you probably heard last week, I was sick and out and am still in quarantine due to a series of unfortunate events and was not able to go to PGX. Uh, However, you did.
1: I did. I I spent, um, well, pretty much all day Saturday at PGX uh was there basically from well slightly before the doors opened to right about the time they closed on saturday and then uh pretty much the same on sunday although i think i got there at like maybe 10 minutes after the doors opened on sunday but yeah it was good it was fun show you know obviously uh bigger than last year because they had the entire convention center i got to meet some cool people i got to play some cool games Got to play some games that I've been wanting to play for a long time. Um, Got to run a game. And uh, did not have nearly enough time to do all the cool things that I wanted to do because I was doing other cool things.
0: Isn't that always how it goes, though?
1: (laughs) Well, there is that, right? I mean... Uh,
0: Yeah, so maybe we start with sort of the easy place, which is the game that you ran.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, so... I ran Havoc Brigade again, which, uh, you know, I, I ran it once before at, uh, Gamer Nation Con actually. And, uh, it's, well, I found it looking for game of the week one time and, uh, it's from Grant Howitt, you know, Honey Heist, Heart Spire, and, and so on. It's a cool little game. It's actually specifically designed for con one shots. And the basic premise of the game is your PCs are a band of orcs. well, One of them is a half-orc, and one of them is six goblins. But they're orcs, for purposes, right? So, basically, they get sent into the city on some pretty much ridiculous task. Basically, their job is to go raise havoc.
0: As the namesake implies.
1: (laughs) Exactly, right? That's sort of the, the nickname of these squads of orcs, right? Havoc Brigades. And I kind of elevator pitch this game as... You know all those crazy ideas you get in your normal D&D game or your normal whatever game, and you're like, nah, it's a little too over-the-top, too silly and too crazy. We won't do that. Mm. That's what Havoc Brigade wants you to do. Nice. <laughs> System is super, super simple. Just D6s, four and higher is success. You get to add them based on, like, anytime you try to do anything, you get one die. If you can somehow justify a skill that is on your sheet as being beneficial to what it is you're doing, you get another die. If you can make two of your skills make sense, you get, you know, one for each. You can use pieces of equipment, same way. There's drives, there's, but, but essentially, and by the way, all the care, it comes with six pre-gens. That's how it's designed to run. So you literally, um, it's, it's not very expensive on drive through. I believe it's pay what you want on itch. Um, I can say in having run it twice, I've had a blast with it both times. So definitely great fun is is like a palate cleanser or anything like that. But yeah, so basically this game just wants you to do crazy stuff. And I got kind of lucky because, and I don't off the top of my head and I kind of feel bad about this. I don't remember the names of the players I had, but they were a, an entire gaming group. like, These are people that normally play together, along with their normal GM, and and for a game like Havoc Brigade that is really more about silly inter-party interaction and and playing off each other and probably a little bit of one-upsmanship. Having a group that knew each other and so they, you know, that that rapport you get right when you play with people for a while, you just kind of know how they're going to react or you know what they'll play off of. You know you know what bits to, to leave hanging for them and, and they for you, right? So that made it even better. And the thing with Havoc Brigade too is, to a certain point, the quote-unquote mission of the game is irrelevant. It's about the hijinks getting in that direction. That's where all the fun is. And so, you know, they ended up breaking into the zoo, setting a bunch of things loose some of which I made them make up on the spot, um, you know, and just assorted other things, but it was a lot of fun and they all had a blast and uh, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, that was what I got to run.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, like I said, and, and it didn't occur to me, but in a game like that, having the, the the crew that is used, was used to playing together, I think just elevated it yet another level.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that having them already have that camaraderie really helps. Yeah. the whole situation of havoc brigade, knowing what that game is, and how crazy it can become.
1: Yeah, because like when I ran it at Gamer Nation Con, it was great, and I think I had a couple of players that either played with each other regularly or, you know, were at least somewhat familiar with each other.
0: Didn't you run it for the four hundred four gang?
1: No. Um, oh, I Terry you did. Austin Jim, I think. Um, and there's other people that I recognized. Uh, there was a couple people that are, I know they're on the Everon Renewed Discord.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it was, it was a good game. We had a blast, and people were still playing off each other, but just not to the interaction level you get. And then, like, they would do something kind of crazy, and so, be like, okay, we need sort of a consequence, right? Or a reaction right. to what happens. So you just, I'd like look across the table from whoever did the crazy thing and go, okay, what happens? <laughs> and so that just, you know, they're like, oh, we get to mess with each other too. <laughs> you yeah, know, they cool. they seem to really enjoy that part of it. Nice, nice. So moving
0: on from that, what did you play this this time around? What games did you get in that you feel are notable? Or-
1: uh, well, I got to play... Two, two sessions in addition to running the one, which, given that you really... Technically, there were three RPG session windows on Saturday, I think. There was like 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock, 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock. So obviously, you couldn't play all three. Um, I was going to try and play Feng Shui 2 at 6 o'clock after my game wrapped up. However... Uh, no one else showed up to play. So I sat there and talked to the GM about it for a while. You know, this, that, and the other thing. And then I ended up running around. Uh, that's when I went and got something to eat. And I came back and found someone I met last year at convention setting up to run Neon Lords of the Toxic Wasteland, which I've I've been curious about, right? Like, it sounds kind of crazy fun over the top. I know it's very OSR styled. I just like, I always kind of wanted to try it, and they're a fun person to play with. So, oh, what the heck? So, and, and so for those who don't know, the game is post apocalyptic. Um, you know, Mad Max meets Monday Night Raw with some probably some kind of Saturday morning cartoon over the topness to it as well, as if, you know, wrestling over the topness wasn't enough, right? <laughs> pretty much but like Randy Savage is the canonical god of war in the setting or I know he is a god maybe not the god of war but he is a god for sure <laughs> you know so like it, it's a game that very much pokes fun at itself in a lot of ways right It it's just telling you you know go ahead be crazy be zany you know like it's it's it could be pretty meat-grindery, I think. I see. What did we... We lost two characters through the course of the adventure. Um, I lost one, and the person sitting next to me lost one. But at the same time, like, it didn't feel punishing. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... Now, some of this, too, right? GM was rolling awful. So, I don't know. You know, one session's uh, in some ways a little hard to judge a game for anyway. Right. But it didn't feel, it didn't feel like Morkborg gritty. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. And I've read that game a couple times. I don't think it's that gritty. I I think it's meant to be pretty gritty and hardcore, but it's not meant to be nearly as hard as like Morkborg really is a corpse grinder.
1: Right. And I think too like toxic, yeah, Neon Lord's, It's also level-based, and once you get past, quote-unquote, first level, I think it would be a little less meat-grindery, but it's got kind of that, you know, second edition D&D first level, man, you're just a bit squishy, you know, kind of vibe to it, so... I I
0: can feel that. I I, I, Again, that's a game that really wants to be played longer form, too, though. It's weird, because I don't have much of an inclination to run it longer form, but... (laughs) I, I want to run that short. I want to run it like one or two sessions and that'll be it. But it has the want to be, you know, run is like a, well, like you said, it's level based. So it has the want to be run longer for. That's right. just not something I don't know. I, I just don't know about running it longer for.
1: Yeah, no. And, and, and look, right. It, it's maybe if
0: you did it as like, uh, let me put it this way. Maybe if you ran it in like between, uh, uh, Normal session. Like, if you were running something and you like, we're going to play three sessions of this and then one session of neon, you know, whatever. I'm not going to say the whole title every time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's, Um, it's, It's a tongue twister in a lot of ways. Yeah. If you ran, you know, maybe a
0: session and a session or two sessions and a session of that, I think it would be pretty
1: decent. Well, I think, yeah, possibly. I think too, right? I I've played with the guy who GM'd it before. I think he may have a, intentionally kind of turned up the over the top. But, you know, it it it's also it is a gonzo kind of over the top concept in a lot of ways, right? Like,
0: yeah, it it, it it's meant to have that turned up. I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's interesting hearing you talk about that game, because I, well, I, I still want to get my hands on it. I still want to play it. I still hear that you had a good time with it, but...
1: Yeah, because like you have, your characters are, are various different things from, you know, very kind of, uh, you know, deserted wasteland retro samurai to, you know, mutant ape man to uh, semi-cybernetic, what they call bicorns, which are reverse centaurs with two horns like body of a human but head of a horse right two horns unicorn in this case you know so it and yeah it intentionally leans into some of the the wrestling stuff and the kind of the 80s you know like i forget the the, the one character that somebody was playing had a very like metal musician theme to it mm-hmm. um you know it, it it was it was fun um, I would definitely consider doing something with it at some point. Uh, I just don't know, you know, what or when. Right, <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, very cool.
1: Well, did you get to play anything else? I did. I finally got to play Savage Worlds. There you go. <laughs> there it <laughs> is. Got play, I got to play Savage Worlds on Sunday because originally I was going to help him run the like the um what do you want to call it like the because they have, like, a library of, like, board games that you can play and, and you know, like, a call it a rental library. Well, I was going to help them run that since I didn't have anything I was signed up for Sunday and through different conversations. And it also, they were supposedly down a person. So, I'm like, hey, look, you know, I get to hang out in the gaming area. It'll be cool. So, I get there. I'm like, no, no, we're good. Just, you know, do your thing. I'm like, okay. So, I look down at the sign-up sheets for tabletop games and there's, like, Savage Worlds, Eberron. Okay. I mean, why not? Yeah, because me and you can't pass up on we, when we
0: see Eberron. Well, yeah. even though if I... you've got the free time at the con.
1: Right. And now I have said before that I had certain reservations about Savage Worlds for Eberron because of how different things worked. I may have been somewhat misguided. I may not have been. I didn't get that deep in it. But I actually got to experience the system, which was something that I've been wanting to do for a while, because I think it's one of those engines where (sighs) reading it, how do I want to say this? It's not like some games, you read them, and it feels a lot more complicated to read than it does to play. Right. Savage Worlds doesn't feel that complicated to read. It feels like there's a lot of things you'd have to remember that might be kind of tough to just keep all straight. But as a player in practice, it wasn't like that. It was like just this, this, that, okay, boom. You know, it does have the, a little bit of math involved in keeping track of your raises, stuff like that. Right. But again, that's multiples of four. So yeah, it's really not that hard. Right. Right. Well, Why? I say multiples of four, it's increments of how much you beat the difficulty in increments of four. Oh uh, okay, okay, so like so, you know gotcha. in other words if your your base difficulty in the system is four, which is which it has to be because the smallest die type is a d four right because otherwise, yeah, you would really wouldn't have a chance um but let's you know just say, for example, you know, for whatever reason, it's a plus one difficulty because whatever factor, so now a five succeeds, if you get a nine, you get a raise, which like in an attack does more gives you an extra die of damage you know and then all dice explode which means you can get just crazy stuff happens which is fun I actually played a pacifist elven mage so I spent a lot of time trying to slow people down and speed other people up and okay, okay. you know it. I kind of like the way the magic system works basically you have points depending on what you want to do like Certain spells, we'll call it, take more points than others. But then, like, let's say I wanted to cast, and I'm just going to call it Haste. I forget what it's called in, in there, but, you know, we'll call it, but it's the same spell actually for hasting someone or slowing someone, just which way you spin it, which again, make I think it's called Temporal something or other. Anyway, so it, it costs you one power point to cast the spell. And you, you're going to spend that PowerPoint regardless of whether you succeed or not. But, and this is where I think it's kind of cool. Let's say I wanted to target two additional people. So for two additional PowerPoints, I can add two additional targets. But I only have to pay that cost if it's successful. Right. So you aren't going to burn up all your spell points by, and, and not do anything with them unless you just have absolutely crap dice rolls because you do have to make a spellcasting roll. Right. But I kind of like the fact that it doesn't it doesn't overly penalize you for not rolling successfully.
0: Yeah. It doesn't penalize you for trying.
1: Mhm.
0: Too bad at least. Mhm. That's good. I'm excited. I now that you've got to play it, I I'm really excited to get to try it cuz
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I I definitely now want to try and I just have to figure out because of certain elements of it I think we'd need I'd need to do it on a VTT.
0: Right. You got to find the VTT that works for you though.
1: Yeah, well, I don't see when last time I talked to Worlds, uh Darren offered to help me set some of that up. Oh, okay. So,
0: yeah, that would be good.
1: Um, but one of the things too is like it uses literal playing cards for initiative. So, yeah. otherwise y'all just have to take my word for it if I'm GMing.
0: Yeah, I think there's probably a way. People play a lot of Savage Worlds on tabletop. Oh, talk. yeah.
1: like we were actually, so the way our GM had it set up, we had character sheets. We were actually rolling dice, but he had a, the adventure set up in Roll20 and had a TV with the maps and everything on it because that's the other thing is Savage Worlds is kind of intended as a maps and tokens game. You know, your movement is in so many squares, etc., Right, at least for let's call it structured time. But like I said, I I was very happy with you know how it like there weren't really like confusing any confusing circumstances that came up. Let's put it that way. I almost died in that one too, but that's what happens when you play the mage,
0: yeah. especially the one
1: who doesn't like to fight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so what else did you see at at PGX aside from that?
1: Oh, I mean,
0: I, I'm sure you saw our favorite local purveyors of of fine
1: goods. <laughs> yes, I got to talk with Phil from Game Masters and Enrico Alex. from Drawbridge and Alex, Alex
0: from, Retrograde. from Retrograde.
1: Um, I got to chat a little bit with Alex Thomas from Mutants and Master Mutants and Masterminds team because he came into town again.
0: Ah, so great. I love that.
1: (laughs) Um, I got to talk with several local game designers who I had not met previously, uh, including one that we tentatively have scheduled for next week's show. Next week.
0: Yep. Yep. So as you hear this, we'll be recording that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically. So there was that, Um, you know, now it was kind of two local more. Well, plus actually I also uh, got to talk with Alexander from the Dietman Dietman Files. She was there again also. Uh, But a couple other local designers, including one that lives about five minutes from me. Um, (laughs) kind of weird how small the world is sometimes. Well, and notably, that's a big change from last year because last year
0: we walked around and there were, I mean, a handful, but not that many local Mm -hmm. creators. And I think seeing that turnout actually makes me the most excited for next year's. Yeah. You know how many more local creators are going to come out? Like, oh hey, I'm I'm going to go to that. Like, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to meet more. You know, local writers, local artists, finding out Pittsburgh has a pretty cool little scene. It, it really works. does. And maybe sometime, maybe maybe we'll be able to get that cool little scene together and have like a me and Steve meet and greet in East Coast, <laughs> right? Like, yeah,
1: that would be fun. But yeah, like the. Well, the, the guy that's over near me here now, his game is kind of an adventure card with a little bit of board game element to it, Mm -hmm. but it's also based on an original novel he wrote. So like, and it seems really cool. It's this kind of sci-fi, you know, futuristic thing. The artwork looks like it has some halo 40 K inspiration, you know? So, I mean, you know, that's really cool. And I got to talk with, with him a few times and, uh, Definitely going to, at some point, I you know, I'm a little tight on money last weekend, so I didn't get to actually spend that much, but fortunately he's close enough, I may uh, just like email him and go, hey, can I get a copy of this, that, or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, you know, so it it was cool that way. Um, (sighs) Had a lot of the same stuff that was there last year, I would say probably more cosplay. Um, They had a crew that brought in and... (sighs) You might have recognized them. I'm not as up on a lot of the current anime as you probably are. Mm -hmm. But they had some vehicles that were, and by vehicles, I mean legit, full-size. Yeah,
0: I saw, there's a, um, so I actually met either the owner or the previous owner. There's a Honda Beat, which is like, you probably saw it. it, looks like a Honda Civic that's been cut down. Yeah. And it has, uh but well, that's actually a video game character, Android 21 on the side of it okay. from Dragon Ball Fighters. And I had met them outside of a uh, cheesecake factory like three years ago. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, Oh crap, I recognized that car. I talked to that guy because I was one of the only people that looked and was like, you have a Honda beat. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he had had a bunch of old guys walk up to him and go, what'd you do to this civic? I'm like, Nothing. I ordered it that way. uh,
1: uh, A motorcycle that I thought I heard as I saw a Facebook post, it was related to One Piece.
0: Yeah, I saw some of that.
1: But they had, I think, three cars and a a bike there. You know, there was a a Ghostbusters cosplay team. The 501st and Rebel Legion were there again. The Star Trek people were there again. And there was just a lot of people running around in, in various cosplay stuff. They had a big cosplay showcase Sunday. While I was playing Savage Worlds, um, and of course I didn't get to go hang, check out a lot of the music because I was off doing other things, which right. I really wanted to do. But it was like, well, do I, I, you know, get to play a game that I've been curious about? What do I do?
0: That's sort of the like I love PGX, but it's a hard con because like if you want a game, it's a great con for gaming. It's mm-hmm. a great con for playing tabletop games. By the sounds of it this year, they had you guys far enough away from the music that it wasn't too bad. Now you couldn't hear the bands at all. How was, like, I'm guessing the gaming area was probably pretty, like, not quiet, but reasonably hearable.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was fine. It was a little loud, but so for those who obviously have never been to the Monroeville Convention Center, you aren't going to know what we're talking about. But effectively, there's kind of two halves to the building. There's, one side that is kind of your classic convention center, right? High ceilings, concrete floor. um, That's where they have the concession area, you know, that's like built into the building. That was the vendor hall. And then one wall of that was like curtained off. And that's where all the gaming tables were. So you had some noise from like the vendor floor and whatnot, but not anything crazy, you know, kind of what you would expect is normal convention noise. And then, over in the area where they had the main convention last year, that's you know lower ceilings, carpeted, whatever. That was where they had the arcade set up this year. It was in what was the main area at? La- excuse me, what was the main area last year? And so, like they had, I want to say, and I don't know how wide that room is, but it's it's a significantly you know I mean it's a it's a decent sized hall, right? Um, They had, I want to say, five rows of classic arcade games. I know I saw Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, NBA Jam, Tron, several, like, uh, Galaxian or Ga- whatever that one is, one of the space shooter ones. They had an Iron Man Steward off-road that I played a little bit. There was a Cruising USA. There was, you know, Terminator. There was just, like, Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, you know, all kinds of... Assorted arcade games, um, I want to say about five rows of them that had to be, you know, I'm going to say 15 to 20 machines a row, at least. And then they had another whole row of nothing but pinball machines, and then they had a whole slew of tables with consoles set up. You know, everything from, like, literal, like, Pong to modern stuff, all of that. And then the back room where they had the arcade last year and where we did our panel and that was just for like bands. And then Sunday they had the cosplay showcase back there and all that. So like the bands were back far enough. You probably had some audio bleed into the arcade area. Yeah, but but that's that's not not a problem. No. (laughs) Like, you know, last year it was literally in the same room. So
0: yeah, last year was tough because all three things basically shared the same space.
1: Yeah, in a lot of ways. And, look, it was the best they could do with what they had to work with. this oh, year. Yeah, they, no, they fixed a lot of that.
0: I'm really happy that they did expand and grow out into that, because that was definitely the come away from last year was, this needs to take up the whole con. Like, yeah. this needs to take up the
1: whole hall. And, you know, I haven't talked with the organizers, um...
0: Yeah, probably not since we talked to them.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I talked to them while they were there. You know, I, I saw all of them. We said hello and, you know, chatted, whatever. But I haven't heard, you know, any sort of door numbers or anything. I would say it didn't feel quite as crowded as last year, but you had easily doubled the space. Right. So right. I would say they had a, a reasonably higher turnout. I did hear they had some significant lines outside before the doors opened i know when i rolled up saturday morning i got there about half an hour before the doors opened and because you know we were guests we get to sneak in the back entrance right but at that point it was lined up from the doors all the way to the uphill end of the park uphill side of the parking lot Ooh, good. and thing. that was a half hour before doors opened
0: well and yeah some of that, though, they also did open it up so you could come in Friday and get your badge.
1: But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had early pickup if you had advanced purchase your badges. And I did hear uh, on the Facebook groups that there was a little bit of confusion and and some lines got mixed up as far as box office and just waiting for the door because the great big signs they had didn't get along with the wind that we had Saturday morning. Right. And there was a a short window of time where they didn't realize that the signs had gotten blown over and people got confused before they got someone out there to fix the signs you know, and get fix the signs or just let people know, hey, you know, make one line for the box office, make another line to waiting for the door or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's nothing they can really control. No,
1: no. I mean, like I said, you know, they, they had the signs. It's just that um, wind didn't cooperate and you Sometimes can't control that. nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there was a lot of vendors with a lot of cool stuff, a lot of, you know, there was a couple di- uh, dice vendors that had some really neat stuff. You know, you had, you know, assorted um, a lot of video game. I would say, actually, in a sense, probably the vendors were a bit more focused than they were last year. Okay. Like, um, I remember last year, there was that one table that had, like, a pretty big Table had a lot of like old VHS and stuff. I didn't see that this year.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't think they were coming back,
1: but like you know, a lot of retro console stuff, uh, a lot of like toys, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, very cool, a couple of dice vendors. You remember that was it called Krinkanol game or whatever that yeah, GM was playing? Yeah, 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 they yeah. showed up. Yeah, I think they, they had a. They had uh, a big section, you know, where they had like four, maybe four boards set up. I got to play that, actually, uh, toward the end of the day Sunday.
0: Broken Hole's really fun. I would never invest in a board. (laughs) It's so expensive.
1: Well, that I don't know, because I didn't ask about pricing. I just played a demo game. But uh, I will say it's a little challenging when you have the depth perception issues that I do. (laughs) But it was fun.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You... You have like depth perception issues because of your eyes. I bet you that game is pretty challenging for you.
1: Yeah, well, that, and then, you know, my, I, I'm not used to flicking little delicate things. Right, right. You know, you just like with a
0: touch. Flinging, flying. Like, yeah.
1: I, I'm a bit of a, you know, a ham fisted whatever. Like, I have a, a decent amount of touch using tools, but that's different than shooting a quarter sized wooden disc. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun, so you know what? It, thats it is, what...
0: A, it is a pretty fun game. I sent you a link to one on Amazon, so you can get uh, an idea man.
1: why I say it's pricey. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me check. Um, I don't see why I couldn't make one myself. Exactly. For yeah, that's
0: the, For the price. Although,
1: to be fair, it also, I mean, materials aren't cheap either, so.
0: No, no. Yeah, so it sounds like you had a really good time oh, at yeah. PGX this year.
1: I did, I did, very much did.
0: Um, I am, you know, to say I'm bummed that I couldn't make it is an understatement of the century. But I'm looking at uh, possibly just me going and maybe dragging dragging the wife with me to go to uh, PAX Unplugged this year. Okay. I'm I'm him-hawing around about it. If if the numbers can work out right, I might go, which would be a good time. And, you know, anybody that's going to be out at PAX Unplugged could come and meet me.
1: Mm -hmm. I think we Um, have, at least one of our listeners actually works for his local game shop there.
0: Yeah, I know um, one listener is one of our patrons that we Mm -hmm. game weekly with, has helped a lot with Pax Unplugged. Mm -hmm. So I was going to get with them and talk about what I need to know, what I don't need to know, what I need to be concerned with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But if I, I, I'll warn everybody now, if I go to Pax Unplugged, I'm not running nothing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to be there and be like, I went to PAX. And that's going to be the end of that conversation.
1: Yeah, and look, I, I will say this. it for, PGX almost has too much for the time you have.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I don't want to tell them to do it, but I almost wish they ended a third day.
1: Well, I have heard rumblings that that is in discussion. Uh, that um,
0: would be simultaneously nice and terrible because i would i would love that because what i would do is then plan my games accordingly and not like one day one whole day i would not have any games that i would play or run <laughs> mm-hmm. to just absorb the con yeah. and then the final two ga- two days i would run a day and i would game a day mm-hmm. and and that would be how i would break that down uh yeah it... <sighs>
1: It was just like like well, and i even I even put a post at the Facebook group about you know, my only quote unquote complaint is that I missed things that I wanted to check out because I was doing other things I wanted to do,
0: right, exactly <laughs> you know and, yeah, and it's like, not really a comp-
1: like it's a hard complaint to make <laughs> when you're like, Look, if that's my complaint, they're doing something right
0: oh yeah i'm I'm excited for this in the future i'm I'm so happy to hear this year was a good turnout. I'm excited for next year. Good grief. I really hope I can go next year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it was just like, even just, you know, walk around and like, you know, so I start walking around I look, oh, and I, you know, so I get there half an hour before it opens. Of course, at that point, most of the vendors are set up. I start talking with a couple of the game designer people and all of a sudden, oh crap, it's almost time for me to run my game. Right. right. You know, where did two hours go? (laughs)
0: well and we're good for that
1: (laughs) well yeah and you know and then other people you know ran into obviously a whole bunch of people we met last year you know the guys from there's a local board game podcast that uh, I met them last year and so you know I ended up talking with them a bit actually ran into someone else from our discord over there hello Lena Um, (laughs) you know so yeah it was like you know it it just people you'd seen last year you know whatever It, it was cool it really was you know, it kind of still had a very small feel. And there was like people I recognized from the con last year because of that, you know, because remembered it was the guy running around in like the costume with a light bulb on his hat last year? Yeah, yeah. He was there. Nice. Um, I have no idea who they are, you know, or just, honestly the reference if the if there is any reference to the costume, I just went, Hey, I remember seeing that get up last year.
0: Just uh <laughs> recognizing
1: faces. Yep.
0: That's and awesome. So-
1: yeah, it was it was really cool.
0: Uh, so any final thoughts on that? I think we'll keep this kind of short as an episode because if you're, if you can hear he's not feeling the greatest, and neither am I. To be fair, <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean I'm I'm doing all right. I don't know, you know, if I got a little bit of a cold or if it's allergies. It's weird because my congestion is very much coming and going. Like I'm sure you can hear a difference in my voice. Like as we go, like it's better and it's worse. It's fluctuating a lot, yeah. so I don't know, you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> you know, it wasn't overly crowded, so it wasn't like, you know, everybody was all super in tight and everything, so. Very nice. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good time. Uh, i excited for next year already. You know, I'm sure we'll, we'll have members of the team on again to talk about it for next year once they have some details finalized. You know, another yep. thing they did that I thought was really cool, I believe... If you signed up to GM a game, you got your badge comped. I'm not 100% certain on that. Okay. And you also, if you showed up to run your game or had a legit excuse, like in your case, got a a free shirt, which I have yours because they went, here, will you take this to Steve? And I said, sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'll see him at some point in the next year. I need to see it. Oh, where... audio podcast folks we're digging for t-shirts
1: yep we're we're digging for shirts in an audio podcast although you may be able to hear the color
0: yeah i I don't have many yellow t-shirts that's cool i'm gonna have to um oh i gotta get with you and get that at some point in the near future because i gotta i gotta wear that (laughs) i gotta add that to my collection of t-shirts i've decided that when I go to these gaming conventions, my goal is to get a t-shirt from every gaming convention I attend. <laughs> so yeah. I'm already looking at how do I get a t-shirt from PAX? <laughs>
1: yeah, last year I bought a shirt, a PGX shirt.
0: I thought about it, but last year I was broke. <laughs> so when I saw this year, it was like, oh, you get a free shirt when you GM? And I was like, well, I'm a guest, so I don't expect the free shirt. And then they did it. I'm like,
1: woo! Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that was kind of the thing for me. They're like, because that's, I had basically, you know, told them, I said, look, I'll more than happily help out. And I had actually told the organizers this before we ever got, you know, around to the convention. Like, look, I'll help you out if there's some way I can help out. Right. Every time I go, no, you're a guest, you, whatever. I'm like, look, I don't mind helping out. I just want to <laughs> hang out in the games area anyway. So,
0: yeah, you know. Me up. I'll, I'll do something for you.
1: Um, but. But yeah, it was, it was really, really cool that way, you know, really like a a very much kind of a community atmosphere in a lot of ways, you know, because you you see this person, you know, that person, you know, people I know from, you know, some of the local game shops, that kind of thing. It was really, really neat. Uh,
0: Yeah, I need to, maybe in the near future here, we'll get some stuff going at some local game shops because I need to get out into that scene more often. I need to
1: get down to Rico's at some point.
0: Let me know when you're going, because I haven't been there either, so...
1: It's just not at all a convenient direction for me to go. Where is it? Uh, Castle Shannonish?
0: Oh, yeah. That is not a convenient direction, but I'd be down to go. So let me know if you're going at any point. And I found <laughs> out... we can coordinate something.
1: Rico, who is pretty good friends with two different individuals that I used to work with.
0: Oh, yeah. hmm That's cool.
1: So, yeah. it Like I said, it it really just... You know, it, it, look, even it it's fun to the point where like, okay, the, the guy that I played, to give you an idea how kind of community this feels, right? We're playing Neon Lords of the Toxic Wasteland, and Rico, the, the one game store owner, just swings by the front of the tabletop area, and the GM looks at him and goes, Rico, these dice you sold me are cursed. <laughs> <laughs> uh... You know, and he, you know, just immediately you know, starts laughing and, you know, whatever. But just, you know, like I said, p- people know each other, you know.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I
1: It's so nice.
0: <laughs> it's so nice.
1: Yeah. You know, and it they had weird, but all the tattoo artists again this year, I almost forgot about that. They were kind of along like the back wall or not the back wall, but like from the main entrance, the tabletop area was to the right and the tattoo people were mostly along the left wall. There you go. Like Across the back side. It's not a bad you know,
0: spot for them. So.
1: No, and like the whole center of it was vendor floor. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it was, I mean, and like it, you know, the arcade and video games, I walked through it a couple times just to kind of like take it all in, you know, because there was so much of it. But, yeah, uh,
0: it's, it's cool, man. I, I am happy that they're doing well. Happy that it was a good, gone, very excited for next year. Can't wait to be back. hmm. Um, but with all that being said, I think it's time we move into Game of the Week. Woohoo!
1: Game of the Week! Game of the Week! Game
0: of the Week! So I have one here called... Uh, so it's really competitively priced. It's 0 cents. Okay. And it's called Hard Time. As in hard time. Uh, so it's the quick play rules for hard time. Now, if the full game's out yet, but I found the quick play rules for free... I'm definitely picking those up, and then if the full game is out, maybe if it qualifies, I'll pick that up. I'm Sending you a Shoot message. Should be me a with link because
1: I don't think I'm. Fi- oh, there it is. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's the, definitely wasn't what came up when I searched real quick.
0: Yeah. So it is basically a uh, game about movie-style heists and, and doing a Hollywood-style, like movie noir bank robbery heist type thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that sounds a lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) Their price is is competitive enough that it is a good pitch for me to give it a try.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the price is definitely right.
0: Yeah, looks like it's its own sort of system, original format. Yeah, Hard Time is a game about planning and committing a Hollywood-style heist in a war war that looks frighteningly like ours. All our characters need need is a cold gun and a certain moral ambiguity. Yep. So that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: It feels like probably another one of those that, like a couple of these that we've played recently where there's not a lot to it, but it leans really heavily into the the themes and the tropes and is a lot of fun if you just cooperate and lean into it. It's like concentrated tabletop RPGs.
0: Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's, you know, you, you go to the store, you buy the concentrate that you put in your waters, like the Mio concentrates. Uh-huh. It's that. It's <laughs> This is terrible by itself. But once it's watered down with enough people and and some ridiculousness that is tabletop gaming, it's
1: fantastic. Yeah, like, well, look, I, I, I did you play Heavy Metal Wizard Sorcerers with us?
0: No, I did not. I did not get to play that.
1: That, like, for a 200-page game, we had more fun with that. Partially because we got to make fun of the person who was Ben-GMing a bit. Because they look know nothing about metal, metal music.
0: Yeah, I, I I picked up on that as as I was out. I was getting like the messages from the Discord of like, I can't believe you don't know this band.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's one thing if if you know you don't know you know uh, any number of like lower tier or not lower tier, but you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of those bands That's that are just your yeah like Well, you don't you know, know who but, blur is but like when you go dio and they just look at you like huh <laughs> do you know the beatles
0: oh, are, are we familiar with the beatles
1: you know black sabbath
0: <laughs> <What>? iron <laughs> mate no we don't know mate okay uh
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you know and, and admittedly i'm a bit of a you know Oh, yeah. Not we're as both. much of a metalhead as some, but I, I know my share.
0: Well, we're both like 70s, 80s metalheads. Like, that's where the majority of our music taste lies.
1: Yeah. Some into the mid 90s, probably.
0: Yeah. Some into the mid 90s. Anything um, newer than like 1998. And it's like, eh. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's some good some stuff out now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. There's some
0: stuff, but. We're not, like, neither of us are, like, oh, yeah, the new stuff's really, like,
1: uh, I yeah. <laughs> I'm not so much into the new metal scene, I'll admit it. Uh, yeah, but,
0: um, yeah, very cool. I think that's going to be a fun little game to pick up, throw in the bag, and just have around. You know how I like those little oh, episodic yep. heist-style games? And it just being a heist game makes life a little bit mm-hmm. better. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that was hard time. What do you got,
1: Steve? All right. Well, I went um in the less expensive vein as well. Not obviously I, I can only match yours. I can't beat it. But Which? I didn't I didn't even do that. So this one, it's also a little bit thicker. It's 135 pages. PDF's gonna cost you five dollars. Actually, four dollars and ninety-nine cents. Wow. Man, breaking the bank on that one. Yep. It's called an age of blood and gold
0: oh, I looked at this. Also, you can tell it's post-con, because we're both like, this game's free, and this game's five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but ain't got nobody. <laughs> but yeah, The Age of Blood and Gold, that looked really cool. I was looking yeah. at that the other
1: day. And so, as you can put together from the title, it is a pirate game. Um, basically, it claims to be Forged in the Dark Pirates.
0: Oh, cool. I... Gonna have to check that out and pick it up because I looked at it and I just didn't think too much about it.
1: Yeah, it 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 kind of describes itself if you like Blades in the Dark or Seventh Sea, but maybe didn't quite gel with with some elements of that. This might be the game for you. Hundred thirty five pages has has over forty pages of pirate lore. You know rules for character creation and gameplay. Uh, advice for building stories, new and historical NPCs. You know it says it has really good art. The cover's pretty. Yeah, that's a that's a pickup. Um
0: I'm a sucker. I think I've told you this, but I'm a sucker for a good pirate game.
1: I Yeah. I've been waiting on one I backed on Kickstarter for a while now, and I'm I'm I don't want to say oh. I'm losing interest in it, but Oh, I know. I know which one. And but the fact that it has been as long as it has Yeah. Almost a couple years now. Yeah. Um And I get small team, you know. Yeah. The world has been a challenging place. But let's not let's not dwell on that too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: But no, I uh I, I feel you. And I've been wanting a good pirate game. I'm I'll be curious to see how this does with yeah. like naval combat and stuff, because uh in my opinion that's a very delicate line to straddle and hitting the right notes on naval combat is tough. Yeah, yeah. Because you you want it to be kind of pedantic, but you don't want it to be overly pedantic. Right, right. But it's like, it is a tough line to hit where you're trying to be like, okay, I want a good amount of detail, but I don't want you to be like, okay, now you have to wick the cannon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But. No, it, it. what are you going to, yeah, you got to, it is a weird thing to you know, it's one of those it's it's like hacking in Cyberpunk, right? It's hard to get yeah, it right.
0: If if you get it right, it's notable. If you don't get it right, everybody is like, Ooh, that's the game that didn't do that right. hmm Finding the right balance where it's a team activity as well is another hard one. But like I said, I, I'm curious. I looked at this, I'm gonna check it out. Um yeah, it sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, it calls itself a game of pirates and horror in the Caribbean Sea. So like I said, it looks interesting. It's five bucks. so There you go. Oh, crap. It literally dropped today as we wow. record. Uh, wow. So, yeah, brand new.
0: And as always, links to everything are in the show notes. Patreon, Facebook, Discord, Twitter. Uh, Twitter, not so active, but Facebook, Patreon. Discord is the place to be. Um, if you're listening to us on or using Apple Music, or, or not Apple Music, but Apple Podcasts, or any podcatcher that lets you leave a review, please give us a five-star review. Um, it helps spread the podcast to other other listeners and, and other people with the same interests, and is just generally a good thing for the show. Um, if you don't like listening to this podcast, if this was the worst podcast you've ever, written, ever listened to, our email is down in the description. We do check it.
1: <laughs> get updates every day on my phone
0: yep so with all that being said we want to remind everyone to be kind to one another and get out there and play some rpgs
1: yep take care y'all
0: intro and outro music by the band 12 noon you can email us at me and steve at gmail.com. you can find us on twitter and rpgs find us on facebook at me and steve rpg podcast on discord at me and steve rpgs and as always all of these links are in the show notes thank you and be kind to
1: one another how much for the cigar cigar 20 bucks dog
0: you gotta go down the street to the store and buy that